Three of Michigan State University's arts and culture institutions are celebrating significant milestones this year. WKAR Public Media is celebrating a century of service as AM870 went on the air in August of 1922. Wharton Center for Performing Arts is celebrating 40 years of providing a wide array of world-class arts and entertainment for mid-Michigan and beyond, and the Eli and Edith Broad Art Museum opened its doors 10 years ago. It's a pleasure to welcome the three leaders of these MSU institutions to the program today. Sean Turner is the Interim Director of Broadcasting at MSU and General Manager of WKAR Public Media. Eric Olmscheid is Executive Director of Wharton Center. And Stephen Bridges is Interim Director of the Broad Art Museum. Welcome back to all of you. Thanks for having us, Russ. Sean, you first. You know, Just talk about that century of service and about how WKAR's mission has evolved over those hundred years. Sure. Again, great to talk with you again, Russ. So, you know, you don't get to stick around for 100 years without doing something right. And as you mentioned, WKAR went on the air on August 18th, uh, 1922. And when we originally went on the air, WKAR was about providing agricultural information to local farmers and quickly evolved to provide additional programming to the local community. But if you look at what's happened over the past 100 years, uh, WKAR has been a leader in innovation when it comes to providing news and information and enter- entertainment to the community. Uh, we've come from providing those uh, th- those very direct and and sort of uh, limited broadcasts to uh, providing uh, programming and education, providing programming and science and technology. Today we have one of the most popular classical radio stations in, in all of Michigan. Uh, and you know when we look to the future, of, uh, of WKAR, uh, our viewers, our listeners, they're going to see additional content that's really going to connect with this community. And um, so, you know, our, our evolution has been one of responding to people in the community, responding to our listeners and our viewers, and making sure that at every turn, we're doing the right things to support them and their needs. Awesome. And Eric, you're new to MSU, but reflect a bit on Wharton Center's prominent place in MSU's history and about your plans to evolve its mission. Well, Wharton Center is coming up on its uh, 25th, wow, uh, its 40th anniversary on the 25th of September. So the 25 was in there. September 25th, 1982, uh, Chicago Symphony Orchestra opened Wharton Center with Grand Affair. And it's been nonstop since then. Uh, Well, minus the pandemic. But it has been nonstop in the sense that commitment to the community, commitment to mid-Michigan, and world-class performing arts uh, and educational opportunities. And the organization continues to think about what's next. We celebrating, we're celebrating 40 years, but we're excited about how we fit into this greater MSU 2030 strategic plan, the arts plan, and how our units collectively work more together. And how do we amplify what's happening from, a, from an arts and culture standpoint on this campus? Uh, Sean was just saying that you know, their 100 years of service you know, started in one place and it's evolved. In our organization, uh, we're, you know, we're only 40% as old, if you will, uh, but we are continuing to evolve as well and thinking about how do we engage and support what's happening here on campus, but how, also, how are we connecting with the community and, and being a leader in education, both in university as well as uh, K-12. And it's really, really delightful. Um, I would be remiss to say that I, I had an opportunity to go meet Dr. Wharton and Mrs. Wharton a few weeks ago, um, and they shared very fondly about their time uh, here as president and first lady, respectively, of MSU, and that of the, their whole life's work, one of their 
proudest moments is their time here on campus and the center named in their honor. And it's really a beautiful tribute and testament to their vision at the time uh, in, in the 70s when he was here as the president, but also their commitment to the arts still to this day and their commitment to being part of our community. And so they're they're overjoyed with 40 years, and I'm kind of, I guess on behalf of the Whartons, extending their uh, congratulations and celebrations as well. So cool you got to meet them, and I can sense your excitement for the future of Wharton in your voice, so. Uh, it's, I feel like we're just beginning. <laughs> yeah. It's truly just beginning. Uh, and there's so many more things ahead. And as we look at, uh, you know, developing our own strategic plan, uh, kind of in response to the arts plan and the MSU plan. But really, I think of it as more of a roadmap. Where do we really want to go? And how do we want to connect with our community? And I don't think anything is going to be taken away, right? People love the Wharton Center for great Broadway programming, amazing concerts, a home to traditional and contemporary performing arts. All of that's going to stay. But I think how we package it and how we connect to our audiences and how we get new audiences in the door is our next kind of chapter and our next focus. And Stephen, how about at the Broad? How is that mission evolving and, and where do you see it going? Well, first of all, I want to say it's such an honor to share this table with these two organizations and Sean and Eric, you know, respectively. Uh, we're, we're kind of the, the adolescent, the younger anniversary <laughs> in this group, right? 10 years. I think many people feel like it's a blink of an eye and, and my gosh, the museum just turned 10 or is about to turn 10. But um, you know, in that past 10 years, there's been a lot of great work, and I think we've made a lot of accomplishments, a lot of inroads, echoing what Eric was saying, both in our community, but also into campus, being a leader in arts education on campus and being a kind of strong collaborator and partner to many different disciplines throughout those 10 years. But, you know, WKAR, the Warren Center, are really leaders on this campus in terms of bringing arts and cultural awareness and kind of education to the community all of what we do is essentially communication in a lot of different uh, ways, although sometimes it looks a little bit different depending on the venue and the media. Um, but, you know, they really paved the way for us as an institution. And I think, you know, we very much hope to continue to follow in those footsteps and ground ourselves uh, in the work that's been done here on campus while also forwarding the values has been laid out in, in the you know strategic plan for the university and in our own burgeoning strategic plan. I would say that uh, we just celebrated a major opening recently of the Zaha Hadid uh, exhibition, which is the, the largest, most major retrospective of her design work to date. So to have Zaha Hadid's design work placed within the architecture of her building is a truly unique and unparalleled uh, experience. We're very proud of that exhibition, but for us it also signals an important shift uh, for us looking forward into the future. If we look back at the two luminaries that really shaped the institution, Zaha Hadid being one of them, she passed away in 2016. Eli Brode and Edie Brode, who's still with us, but Eli Brode passed away in 2021. So, you know, in recognition of those two important figures for us as an institution, looking at the ways that they carried themselves and that they invested and provided, you know, opportunities for growth and development within, you know, their spheres of influence, there's a lot of inspiration to be taken there. Zaha Hadid famously said, I think there should be no end to experimentation. And that's something that we take wholeheartedly uh, at the museum. And WKAR, Wharton Center, and the Broad are all part of a comprehensive campus-wide strategy called the University Arts and Collections, which supports units across campus that hold significant cultural and intellectual collections that serve the research, scholarship, and outreach missions of MSU, the MSU Museum, Science Gallery Detroit, the W.J. Beale Botanical Garden, and Native American Graves Protection and Repatriation Act are all part of the collaboration, too. But 
Sean, back to you. Uh, your thoughts on this collaboration, sort of what is it, why now, and, and what are its goals and mission? Well, Russ, let me start out by saying that I think this is a really uh, amazing uh, collaboration for the community. I mean, the, the fact that the three of us are here uh, talking about our organizations and our collaborations, our, our willingness to work together, and that you have this broader collaboration that will really bring a level of, of, uh, of intensity from, in the arts to this community that we've never seen before is something that we're all very excited about. Uh, this is an opportunity for us to recognize that in the time that we've been a part of this community, we all have touched different parts of this community. We all have different audiences and different followings, and different supporters. But those interests that this community has all converge at some point. And what we recognize is that that point is the arts. And so we're going to work together across the campus to make sure that these collections and these collaborations uh, not only bring us together as organizations, but that they, those, those collaborations then create new and interesting opportunities for this community to engage with the arts. Awesome. Together we're more powerful and impactful than mm -hmm. separately. Eric, your thoughts? I will echo everything Sean was just saying, that I think there is this collaboration and togetherness that we all benefit from. Michigan State is such a large organization that if we don't have the intentional connectivity, it's easy for us to all drift into our own focus, right? We all have our own priorities. As, as we're all saying, we all have our own plans and our own strategies that roll up into these greater university plans, which I think are really critically important as far as setting direction and intention and shared goals. But if we don't have that intentionality of collaboration, it's easy for us to all be in our own lane, kind of not even focused on uh, the, the greater good. So I think that's really great. Um, and I think one of the things that I'm always struck by is if we think about, especially the two colleagues here uh, at the table with me, WKAR and The Broad, it's really about access. And one of the things that I've been reflecting on is the fact that you know, WKAR was founded on this idea that reliable news should be available for everyone. And the Broad was founded on the idea that this amazing contemporary art exhibit, or, I'm sorry, this art museum is available for the entire community. And, uh, and you know, Morton Center has several access programs that remove all financial barriers as well. Uh, I, I wish we could say every ticket is also completely <laughs> free at Morton Center, but um, our, our model is a little different. But these amazing programs like Arts Within Reach and other access programs create many opportunities for uh, for people to connect in the community free of charge. So I think the idea of access and, and the, this, this idea that the community can come together is really important as we, think about, as, we, as we think about our next stage and step and evolution in what we do because that's such a, such a critical piece to our human condition. And as Sean was saying, I think the arts are that, that fabric that bring us together, the, the, the weaving of mm -hmm. the human, human condition is really through the arts. Um, I think, Russ, in a previous conversation, I talked about how, you know, if we think about indigenous uh, storytelling and or indigenous people's history is all done through the arts. Mm -hmm. And our entire existence as humankind is documented through the arts in one form or another. So I think that's such a core piece of who we are and how it's evolved in our day-to-day -day lives is very different today. But I think it's important to remember that. And Stephen, mm -hmm. from the Broad's perspective, what are your thoughts on the collection and the collaboration? Absolutely. I, I think this is an absolutely exciting time. Uh, I don't think that these anniversary years were necessarily planned, but what a great moment, right, to kind of seize that opportunity and, and recognize, you know, the opportunities that lie, lie before us. 
Um, you know, one thing that I think about frequently as well, which is, is that, you know, culture isn't just something that kind of happens to us. It's something that we create and we create it together. Right. And I think if I can call on you, Sean, a little bit, because there's something that you I've heard you talk about previously, which is which is this service kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. And I think we all feel, especially as leaders, but also as institutions, that we work in this service yeah. of this university, of the student body, of the faculty and staff and researchers here, but also the greater community of mid-Michigan, the greater Lansing region and beyond. And that opportunity, I think the ways in which moving forward, we want to create more porousness, if you will, between our organizations, but also with the communities that we serve, opportunities for feedback to hear from them directly about what they want to see from us and meet them where they are at. That creates a greater sense of belonging and kind of collectiveness that I think will be all the more important in terms of also ingraining the value of arts and culture within our communities and within our lives. Yeah, Russ, and I just I just have to uh, to echo what Eric and Steve said. You know, uh, Eric talked about access. And when we think about access over at WKR, part of that for us is is going out into the community and finding out what the community wants, what the community needs to feel supported by WKR, what the community is interested in with regards to the arts. And so, uh, you know, this really is, we're sort of talking about what we're going to do in this collaboration. It's really important for your listeners to understand that um, this is a, a, a collaboration not only between us, but between these organizations and the community. This is an inter, this is an interactive relationship, and so uh, I, I hope that people feel as excited about this as we, as we do, because uh, you're going to have an opportunity to shape the future of these organizations and shape the future of the arts in, in this community. This is I can sense the excitement from all of you. This is this is so cool. And let me just ask you, maybe Eric, we'll start with you. Sort of some final thoughts on the importance of arts and culture at MSU, and and what you'd like us to keep in mind as it moves forward. Well, as I was saying earlier, I think the arts have this really important place in us as human beings, and it connects us. It's a natural connection and connective tissue. And uh, here at MSU, I, I think the arts have that same kind of connective tissue across campus, across our organizations. And we talked a lot today about our collaboration between our organizations that are all arts and culture based, uh, arts, culture, media, but also what our plans are as we look at connecting to the research endeavor, to looking at academic connections and many other tentacles into the campus community that are beyond just the arts and cultural components. And that's the piece that I think is the, the chapter that has yet to be written. And how are we continuing to evolve in that way across the campus and really infusing the arts to be a valuable tool across every piece of MSU? Stephen, how about you? Well, I love everything that's being said here, and it definitely resonates with the values of the organization, of the museum, uh, but certainly also the university. And I think, you know, for me, uh, it has a large large part to do with kind of creating, uh, you know, vibrant, welcoming uh, communities, you know, the next generation of kind of arts leaders and stewards uh, of culture within this country, but also in this region. Uh, the place of the arts uh, as a generative force within our communities, the understanding that uh, a creative approaches to thinking and knowledge production, all these things are applicable be- far beyond the arts into all disciplines. And so the integration of the arts across campus and into our, into our daily lives is critical to creating exactly that kind of community. 
And finally, I would just say that, you know, there's a great opportunity to always see and experience and know things differently through the arts. And I think there's a real educational value, but also an expansion of your mind and awareness, which allows you to kind of engage with different cultures, different lived experiences and perspectives. And all that essentially, I think, creates uh, more well-rounded individuals um, and therefore better communities and and better societies. And Sean Turner. You know, just sort of uh, playing off of what Stephen was saying. We're all living at a time when there's a lot. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot going on in our environment that uh, uh, can make us feel anxious. And as we as we sit around the table here today, I think about the ability of these organizations to not only help people be well informed about their world, but to Eric's point, it's an opportunity for people to uh, go to a place where we can let the stress go, and we can. Uh, let the anxiousness go, and we can experience the arts in ways that help us all uh, feel rejuvenated and help us all refresh and help us come back to our world with a new perspective. And as I sit here uh, with these gentlemen and as I think about the collaborations that uh, uh, that are to come, that excites me, especially at a time when I think that's something that we all need. Well, it's the University Arts and Collections at Michigan State University we've been discussing with Sean Turner. He's the Interim Director of Broadcasting and General Manager of WKAR Public Media. Eric Olmscheid is Executive Director of Wharton Center for the Performing Arts, and Stephen Bridges leads the Broad Art Museum, and it's great to have all you on the program. Thanks for coming in again. Thank you. Thanks, Russ. Thank you, Russ.